Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. And here are some of the latest developments in the global automotive industry. Nissan is all in when it comes to electric cars, and now it's going to start making the leaf in China. Production will start at only 10,000 cars a year and ramp up to 50,000 units if sales go up that much. Nissan doesn't really need more capacity to make Leafs, not with plants in Japan, the US, and the UK. But unless EVs are made in China, they do not qualify for generous government subsidies and get slapped with hefty import tariffs. And that's exactly why Toyota is creating a brand new brand in China called RANS that will build low-cost and alternative fueled vehicles. RANS is a joint venture between Toyota and First Auto Works, or FAW. RANS's first model will be a pure electric that will make its debut at next month's Shanghai Auto Show. Toyota also has a joint venture with GAC that's expected to release its China-only brand at the Shanghai Show as well. Hey, what the heck ever happened with cellulosic ethanol? You know, instead of making it out of corn or sugar? What happened to all those plans to make it out of non-food crops or even garbage? Right now it costs about 90 cents a liter to make cellulosic ethanol. That's about 40% higher than corn ethanol. But a study by Bloomberg says the price is coming down and that cellulosic ethanol will cost the same as corn ethanol by 2016. The Renewable Fuel Standard is a law in the U.S that mandates the use of 36 billion gallons of biofuel a year by 2022, and that includes 16 billion gallons of cellulosic ethanol. We've been following the UAW's attempt to organize Nissan's plant in Mississippi, but it looks like Volkswagen's Tennessee plant could be the first transplant with union representation. The Detroit News reports that VW management is considering creating a works council for its Tennessee employees that could possibly work in tandem with the UAW. Employees would elect representatives to a council, which then works with the union to negotiate wages and other issues. A decision is expected by the middle of the year, but it's not that surprising of a move because I believe that under VW's bylaws, all employees must be represented by a works council. And speaking of that Volkswagen Tennessee plant, the company has started apprentice training there. So far, VW has trained 55 apprentices in mechatronics and courses developed by the VW Group Academy. And I think this is a really good idea. As I've mentioned before, VW has around 550,000 employees worldwide That's more than Toyota and GM combined. And VW likes to brag that this type of training gets them the best workers. According to a report by Ward's Auto and Automotive Compass, developing and emerging economies will soon pass other markets like Germany, Japan, and the U.S. as the world's largest automotive manufacturing sector. 
For the first time, these markets will account for more than half of the world's light vehicle volume, more than 50% of global output, and they'll pass the 50% mark in sales by 2014. Generally, an emerging market is defined as a country that's ramping up its industrial output, growing its service sector, and improving its technological infrastructure, just like China and India are doing. Hey, did you know there's a global race going on amongst car companies to lock up the supply chain for carbon fiber? That is coming up next. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Automakers are making important improvements to slash the cost of using carbon fiber in their cars. They are especially focused on developing cycle times that are well under five minutes, which is a key enabler for mass production. And everyone's getting in on the game. Toyota, Daimler, Subaru, and Nissan have agreements with the Japanese company Tore, which is the largest carbon supplier in the world. Ford is teaming up with U.S.-based Dow, while General Motors recently signed an agreement with Tejin, another Japanese company. BMW formed a joint venture with the German supplier SGL. In fact, BMW claims it's going to be the first major automaker to sell an all-carbon car, its electric i3. This segment is so strategic that VW rushed in to buy over 8% of SGL, which prompted BMW to buy another 15% of SGL, simply to prevent VW from gaining any more control. Suzanne Clotten, a member of the Quant family and the heiress to the BMW empire, she owns another 29% of SGL. So Volkswagen may want to find another source and do it quickly. New suppliers from China and South Korea are emerging, but there are few other large-scale suppliers out there. And no one wants to be left out. After 2015, carbon fiber applications in the automotive industry are projected to grow 10 to 15% a year, almost like the computer industry was 40 years ago. Now, there's still a lot of issues left to be resolved, especially repairing carbon fiber cars at dealerships and body shops. But mass production carbon fiber could become one of the greatest growth segments in the automotive industry in the second half of this decade. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and please join us again here tomorrow.